0: Good morning, everyone, and good morning to everyone watching online as well. I have a couple of quick announcements. The first one is tomorrow starts Vacation Bible School, and while you're here, sign the attendance pads that are on the end of your pew, and when you sign that, she'll just sign you up for Vacation Bible School. No, but yes, she's telling me she wants you to bring snacks for Vacation Bible School, because all the volunteers that work all week. They have a secret snack room, and they just eat snacks the whole time they're working. It's great. So bring snacks. It's great. It's the best part of helping with Bible school. So bring snacks. And if you still want to help, help. Um, she would love to have the help. So, and, and tell every child in your neighborhood to come to Vacation Bible School. It's Monday through Thursday. Um, and then the following week after that, June 12th through the 15th, the youth are having some service days. So join us for that if you feel youthful. Gift to Gadsden is coming up next month. Uh, the July 24th to the 27th. If you haven't signed up for fly fishing, I think you should do that with George Fant. That sounds fun. Uh, and then Robin Wilson is leading calligraphy. And uh, I think, Paul, you're doing uh, hip-hop dance. So sign up for something. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. And now, all the way from Gadsden, Alabama, Harriet Murray.
1: Good morning. Uh, We will be having next Sunday a retirement and farewell luncheon for our two preachers. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. It will be here in the gym, but we need your reservation. It's free of charge to you, but the reservations have to be in by tomorrow, please. Tomorrow at noon, call the church office or write it on a piece of paper, put it in the collection plate today if you want to. even. But we really need a a close head count on this because we are having a catered luncheon to celebrate what these two have meant to us through the years here at First Methodist. So we hope that all of you can attend and make your reservation by tomorrow at noon. Thank you. Yeah, please.
2: Thank you.
0: You got it, Jay.
1: Y'all may be seated. I'm going to invite our children to go with Miss Catherine to the Children's Church right now. So we, we don't have a lot of children today. Some of you grown-ups may want to go and play uh, in Children's Church today. That'll be fun. All right. I'm glad to see you this morning. I want to welcome you. If you're wor- worshiping on Facebook Live, say hello to us and let us know where you're worshiping from today. We're glad that you're with us. Um, I want to let you know that we... We want to hear good news. We want to hear uh, praise reports. We want to hear answers to prayers. And we also want to hear your prayer requests. You can text them to us and you can email them to us. You can write them on a card. You can just tell me or Pastor Andy and and we will pray for you um, because that's how we roll. And we will also pass them along to our prayer team that meets on Wednesdays and we will pray for you there too. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, We're going to have an opportunity to give to the Lord as the plates come around. You also can give online. Download our church app if you haven't already done so. That's a great thing to have. So will you join me as we go to the Lord in prayer? Thank you, God, for this beautiful day. Thank you for blessing us in so many ways. And we are glad that we can worship you today. We're glad that uh, our friends can worship by Facebook Live wherever they are, all over the country, all over the world. But, Lord... We are all mostly glad that we experience your presence whenever we gather in worship. And we know that you are with us. And when we celebrate Holy Communion, it's just an even bigger reminder that you're with us. The needs that we bring on our hearts today, we lift them up to you and trust that you are able to meet Every single one because whatever problem, whatever big problem we have, you are a bigger God. Take our tithes and offerings now and use them to bless others and build your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. praise band is small but mighty today and i appreciate them so much yes all right matthew 28 verses 16 through 20 this the passage of scripture that we know is the great commission is our passage of scripture from the gospel today i invite you to follow along on screen or if you're at home, we'd flip over in your Bible or however you like to follow along or just listen and open your hearts as we read the word together. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore." And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Have you ever heard the old question, how do you eat an elephant? Has anybody ever heard that? And you know the answer to that is that you roll it in cornmeal and deep fry it as we are in Alabama. After, no, I was just kidding about the cornmeal and the flour, although it probably tastes like chicken. Um, the answer to that question is one bite at a time, right? That's how you eat an elephant. And I always think about that when I see something that's like the Great Commission. It seems like it's impossible. It's just way too big. It's it's just crazy the disciples are gathered together on the mountain it's after the resurrection jesus had already appeared to mary magdalene and the other mary and paul tells us in first corinthians 15 that jesus had appeared to over 500 other witnesses he had taught them for 40 days about the kingdom of god and now he's getting ready to ascend into heaven and he tells them to go to a mountain now we don't know what mountain we don't know how they got there But we know that they went, right? Because, well, just because Jesus said so. And then the risen Lord was there and met them on the mountain, was with them. And then Matthew's careful to tell us there was 11 of them. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. 12 disciples, right? Okay, but Judas, right? Judas. So that little number sticks out. And then Matthew says they worshiped Jesus I think this is so cool to see the bookends of worship in the Gospel of Matthew, because the same word in verse seventeen where it says they worshipped him is the word that was used when the Magi came in the beginning of the Gospel of magi uh, of Matthew, and it says the magi worship the baby Jesus worship on a mountain. What a cool way to end, and there's part of us that would just like to picture that and just Hold on to that moment and think, yeah, let's just end it right there. But then Matthew drops this little nugget in there. He says, and some doubted. Some doubted. Some doubted. So it makes me wonder can worship and doubt go together at the same time? I think they can. And thank God that they can, because none of us in here today, none of you watching me by Facebook Live, none of us, including Pastor Andy and me, has perfect faith. So we have to take what we've got and worship God the best we can with what we've got, because we don't have perfect faith. The disciples didn't. We don't. But our, par- our, our story doesn't end here, even though if we would like for it to, be in, to end right here... Because the elephant hasn't gotten into the room yet. The elephant. So we keep going because Jesus said all authority is given to me on heaven and earth. And that's who Jesus is. And there's really nobody else to listen to as the church. Jesus has all the authority, and so if everything that we do and everything that we say and every attitude that we have and every position and stance that we take is not filtered through Jesus Christ, then shame on us because Jesus has all that authority. And I keep talking about the elephant, and here's the elephant. Are you ready? Ready for the elephant? Go and make disciples of all nations. Whew, that's big. Make disciples of all nations go into the whole world, I can just see the disciples, and one of them raises his hand and says, wait, Jesus, did you say the whole world? That's a stumbling block for us. Because, Well, to be honest with you, we can't get past the first word, go, because we don't want to go. Might as well be honest here. Uh, Pastor Andy's theme for the last few weeks is, what are they going to do, fire me? <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. Might as well be honest. We don't want to go. We, we don't want to go. We would rather, if we're honest, live in a church culture that doesn't exist anymore. Maybe it was here 60, 70 years ago. And by church culture, I, I, here's what I mean. It means the days of church where you build a beautiful building like we have here. You get yourself a nice professional minister. You put a sign out front telling people when the service starts. And then like the field of dreams or something, if you build it, they'll just come. And that only works if everybody's looking for church. Like they were in the 1950s or whatever. When they moved to town to work for Goodyear or the steel plant or something. And the first thing they wanted to do when they moved to town was to look for a church to go to. That's not what we have right now. Well, I'm not saying people are not looking for the good news because they are. I'm not saying they're not looking for Jesus because... They want to know God's love and God's redemption. They're just not seeking the church. And here's the thing. The church never was supposed to be that way. The church has never been at its best when it was in a church culture. It was always meant to be a mission outpost because that's how it started from the beginning. Because Jesus didn't say, stay. He said, go. Go. So, then the elephant just gets bigger. Jesus goes on to say, Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And son, uh, you know what I'm saying when I say deer in the headlights, right? We just get deer in the headlights. And we say, I can't do that. Would you just look at the size of that elephant? I don't know how to make disciple. I My faith is not perfect, and we come up with a million excuses. Now, I already said the disciples' faith was not perfect. We know that. But what about this make disciples thing? It almost sounds like, do you remember when you were um, growing up, you're on the playground, and you're you're doing something, you're on the swing set. We used to have a recess back in the day in the dark ages. And you be somebody who would be on the swing, and you want them to get off. All right, you've had your time on the swing. Let somebody else have it. Who's gonna make me? Right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. I wasn't the only one that went to a school like, who's gonna make me? You and what army? Did y'all ever say that where you going up? Who's gonna make me? And sometimes we think. Make disciples means I have to coerce you somehow. I have to convince you somehow. I have to win in some kind of debate to make you be a disciple. But making disciples is more like making friends. Have you ever had your mom or your dad tell you, maybe you're struggling to make friends, and your mom or your dad or your best friend said, Just be yourself. And you're like, like that's going to work. That's the problem. But no, be yourself. Emanate love and positivity and you'll make friends. So church, how did Jesus make disciples? He loved them. He loved them. He blessed them. He did not try to be the Messiah that... All the Pharisees and Sadducees expected him to be. He was who he was. He loved people. He blessed them. He cared for them. He helped them. Now, not everybody responded. Some of them walked away. Jesus didn't get all huffy about that. Just like not everybody's going to be your friend. If you're just your authentic self and you radiate love and positivity, if we as the church, who we are, right, Not trying to pretend to be somebody else. Love God and love our neighbor. Then we will make disciples. But if we look at this great commission and we say, oh my goodness, that elephant is so big. Then we will give ourselves permission to do nothing. And to just sit. And maybe gather and sing some songs, turn in some reports once a year. But that's not the great commission, y'all. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. We will show Jesus to them. One bite at a time. That's just the bottom line. Love them, bless them, help them, teach them, care for them. Some listen, some respond, some don't. We baptize them and incorporate them into our church family. Do you know what we did, Pastor Andy and me, last Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock at Camp Simantown? Again, that beautiful lake. We baptized six people into the life of this church family. Isn't that awesome? Give ourselves a hand, church. <laughs> One little bite at a time. One little bite at a time one person at a time I know you wonder because I wonder sometimes I think does God really want to use me but the answer to that is yes because God could have chosen angels think about it God could have chosen angels to take his message to the world God could have chosen to written his message to the world in the sky with clouds and lightning bolts Instead, God chose fragile and imperfect people that had a little bit of doubt still left in them to go and share his message with the world. People like us. If you don't know where to start, if you don't know how to just take a bite, I'll tell you where to start, okay? when catherine comes and says i need some help with vbs say yes say yes don't say well i don't know i'm not really a teacher i'm kind of scared of little kids i don't bring some snacks When somebody from missions asks you to do something, somebody from inviting ministries asks you to do something, somebody from worship or outreach asks you to do something, somebody from celebration service says, Hey, you can play guitar. Get on up here with us, boy. Say yes. Take a bite. And here's what I love. Jesus said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, which means... If it's even to the end of the age, it means that Christ is with us now. And we experience his presence now. Every time we gather, every time we break the bread, every time we lift the cup of Holy Communion. It's a reminder that Jesus is with us. And we can do it. One bite at a time. Let us pray. Gracious God, it does seem overwhelming. Uh, And we sometimes have a fear of failure, fear of rejection when we think about taking the message of your great love and redemption uh, everywhere we go. But if we just take a bite at a time, if we just do the right thing and then after that do the next right thing. If we share the love of Christ and point to you instead of pointing to ourselves, then we can do it, and you can change the world, and we thank you that you are always with us to the end of the age. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we are going to um, celebrate God's presence with us by um, serving Holy Communion. And before we do, I want to remind you of a couple of things. If you're worshiping um, by Facebook Live, take a moment now and go wherever you are. Um, if you're at home, just go in the kitchen, get whatever you have on hand. If you're at the beach, go to one of those little tiki huts and get whatever they have. to. So I'm trying to tell you, you can, you can experience Holy Communion with us too. Everyone present is welcome at the Lord's table. You are all invited. You don't have to be a member of this church or any church. You're all welcome at the Lord's table. It's the Lord's table. It's not a Methodist table. It's the Lord's table. And I want to also invite you. We're going to be serving out front here. Uh, Come and receive the bread and the cup. And then you can kneel at the altar and pray as long as you like. You can leave your empty cup on the altar rail. And it's our custom to leave a communion offering if God makes you um, able to do that and you're willing to do that. Any communion offering that you leave on the altar rail today is used for local missions. And that's a custom that we have. Um, So, let us receive this sacred mystery. Jesus said, On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread and he blessed it and he said, Take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. And likewise, after supper, he took the cup. He returned thanks to the Father and he said, Drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink this as often as you do it in remembrance of me let us pray gracious God it's with thankful hearts that we bow before you today we ask that you would help us to hear your call in our lives and to say yes Lord pour out your spirit now on us gathered here out of love for you pour out your spirit on these gifts of bread and wine Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, even as we are the body of Christ, redeemed by His blood. By your Spirit, make us one with each other, one with you, and one in ministry to all the world as we go to every nation and take the good news. And teach them to obey all that you have commanded. And baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit go with us all now and forever.